listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we have David Leo joining us in the studio. We're together today, David. Mm, finally. It's good to be uh, back sitting in the same room doing our program. It is, yep. And of course, uh, it is the 2nd of August, Wednesday the 2nd of August. Man, where did say, the year go? Yeah. Where did the year go? It's flying through, and we're uh, up to episode 6 on this series, uh, The Seven Roles of Christ, so even that's gone very quickly. Mm. Um, yes, so just uh, for our listeners, this is a live program. If uh, you're listening to this on the 2nd of August, that's Wednesday, the 2nd of August, it is live. So we'd love to hear from you today. And, of course, our show number is 0488 880 891. Do text us in. Say hello. We'd love to know. Oh, yes, absolutely. Love to, to know where you. you're listening from and uh, maybe share something with us this morning. Uh, David, um, last weekend, last Saturday evening, we had our Faith FM dinner down here. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. It was a great event. We had uh, quite a number of people, and uh, it was a really good atmosphere. Yep, yep. David Maxwell got to share about his um, was it Vad Yashem? Yes, you know, a, a place, a name, and a place, a name and a place. We shared that on radio, and I got to do a very. He, he did a really good job of getting through that on uh, Saturday night and we had a good fellowship with people in the community and the food was good f- oh yeah it was great shout out to Claremont RSL yeah, yeah they, they did a great job there and uh, yeah we're really trying to get the word out there for for people to tune in and listen to Faith FM you know, mm. for, the, for faith to grow but yeah that was a, that was a great evening yeah it was very good. Now, uh, today, David, um, we're going on with your series, The Seven Roles of Christ, mm. and we're up to Christ as High Priest. But before we get into that, um, just give us a recap of our last week's episode, which was Christ as Resurrection and Life. Yeah, that's right. So we looked at uh, Jesus being uh, not just the the one that's given us the gift of eternal life, but he's our source of life even now. You know, mm-hmm. like he's our source of life, of eternal life at this moment. So as a life in the resurrection is to acknowledge that Jesus is not only just our creator, he's our sustainer as well. You know, we, we uh, give credit to the fact that we can live, breathe, open our eyes, uh, hear or whatever it is, whatever gifts that you have right now. You know, don't take it for granted that you can open your eyes, you know, for, for those that can see, for they can hear, for those that can speak, for those that can walk, whatever. Um, that we can breathe, you know. All these, all these gifts are from are from God, and life is was uh, the gift that God gave from from the very beginning. We forfeited that, and Jesus Christ made sure to to come to live a perfect life as a Messiah, to uh, reinstate and to represent what life is meant to be, mm. and then He paid the penalty of what each and every one of us should be be doing, and then you know rose again and said, "Listen." I've conquered death. Uh, I have rightfully inherited eternal life, and I now give you the gift of receiving me as your Lord and Savior. And if you do that, well, we, we looked at First Thessalonians four and said uh, those who are dead in Christ shall rise first at the, mm. at the voice of the archangel, and those who are still alive will meet Jesus in the air mm. at that time. Mm. It's uh, something that uh, I've learned recently, David, and I think it might have been something that. Uh, 
you had said, which made me really realise that um, when Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free, and uh, I've always understood that to be literally, you know, truth, you know, yeah. uh, understanding the, the facts of the matter, you know. Yeah. And yet um, then he says, I am the, the tr- way, the truth, the truth and the life. And the life. <laughs> and, uh, you shall know me. And you uh, just- yeah. And so it's actually not so, obviously the truth is important, you know, the facts of, of the, the truth is important, but really uh, it's the knowing Jesus yeah. which is the thing that free. sets us free Amen Amen yeah. that is that is so true and, I mean, and that's in that same passage where it, it, it gives us life through that as well yeah eternal yeah. life is to know God and there's mm. only a true son Jesus Christ yeah so all mm. those all those things add up you know and it's funny you say that you know um, I'm not sure if you've heard of the term uh, uh, catfish Yes, I, have, uh, I yep. think I think a TV show made it popular, but people pretend to be something online, yes, yeah. and then you meet them and they're not who they say they were, you know. Mm. And when it comes to Jesus, he's not catfishing us. No. But some of us, we prefer to continue living with the profile and not with the person. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like we're still we're still going. Oh, yeah, we like we like what we've read about you and all these kind of things. And he's like, but I'm right here, you know, like. Take me as I am, you know, and that's the gift that we have. We get to know Jesus as a person, you know. And and um, what we're looking at today is Jesus as the high priest. This is this is where Jesus is really saying, "Hey, know me, know me on a personal level." Because the when you journey with me, you're going to. We we're talking about this earlier, you know. The more you know who I am, the more you know who you are, mm. and the purpose that I've set out for you. And so that's why it's so important about um, this role of being a high priest. <clears throat> but um, I want to ask a question, Jason. Yeah. And, and, and if you need time is to think this, about it. Is this an, uh, a question of our listeners? For our listeners, yes. listeners too. Okay? Awesome. So that the question will be, um, have you ever had to be in the role of a mediator? Ah, yes. Uh, well, if you, in case you're wondering, well, what's, what's a mediator? A mediator is when um, there may be a conflict or a misunderstanding between two or more parties, and you end up being a mediator by coming in between two or more parties, and you understand both sides, or you listen to both sides, and you're trying to help them come to a win-win solution, right? Negotiating comes to a win-win solution. So, as you're thinking about it, I'll give I'll give you one. One I'll never forget as a as a kid growing up in a in a household with um, Samoan parents. Now, my mom she spoke pretty good English, so it was mainly my dad. If my dad wanted to deal with the bank or um, insurance or school or whatever. I'd have to come along, or the doctors, going to the doctors. I'd go along, and I have to be this little interpreter. Right? And my son Warren wasn't very flash. You know, like my, <laughs> we'd be sitting in the bank, and my dad was just talking about home loans, you know? And the, he's like, oh, tell him, uh, blah, 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 that we want to pay a little bit more. Is that going to affect the interest and whatever? I'm like, interest? You say interest? I don't know. You know? So I'm trying to tell the guy. And the guy gets back and he's talking about principal and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why are you saying that in Psalm 1? And so I'm doing my best you know, to, to explain things in between these two parties. And I'm like a 10-year-old kid just trying to mediate, right? Trying to mm. interpret. And and when they came to an understanding, oh, man, I was like wiping the sweat off my brow. I was like, wow, how do we, how do we get there? You know? And if there was a misunderstanding, a week later, I'll hear from it from Dad. I told you, this is what I, oh, man, sorry, Dad. You know, like, or... Oh, good job. Yeah, you did a good job. But um, growing up in that type of household, I did have to mediate as an interpreter, you know, and, and being bilingual <laughs> somewhat. You know, and, and the understanding that I had of both worlds was, and I understood how to speak English, 
and, and, and understand English and I understood too how to speak Samoan and understand Samoan. So that was the bells I was chosen to be a mediator. But uh, have you ever been in that type of role where you've had to mediate yeah. between two parties other than your children? <laughs> yeah, I have. Um, I was going to use the example of children, you know, when I've got three children and of yep. course there are times when the, there's some sort of conflict that you have to resolve. Um <laughs> In in my adult life, I'm just trying to think. Um, yes, I have, in fact, in a work situation yeah, yeah. where uh, I had two employees that were really not getting on, <laughs> yeah. and uh, I had to do some mediation there. That was that was interesting. Was that a win-win situation? Um, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, we, ultimately we we sorted things out. But uh, yes, it's interesting how. People um, within themselves don't seem to be able to resolve the issues because you get so wrapped up in it, and it takes a fresh look from the outside. <laughs> that's right. You know? That's right. A different perspective. Yeah. And that's you know that's that's such a good um, segue what we're talking about because Jesus Christ as our high priest and what we're, what we're about to understand when you start understanding what Jesus this is the, this is so important because as far as we understand from a biblical standpoint as Seventh Day Adventists. We believe this is where this is what Jesus' role is in in real time mm. right now. And again, I want to reiterate: it doesn't discount from the fact that he's still those other roles that we've discussed before. But right now, he is um, in the role of being a high priest. So, what does that what does that actually mean? You know. So, um, I'm looking forward to getting into that. And you've probably got an idea now that Jesus Christ is as a high priest is a mediator. And the two languages that Jesus understands now is he fully understands what it means to be a human. And before he became a human, he fully understood the language of heaven. Hmm. And so, <laughs> and, and think about this, Jason, and in, any of our listeners, if you're, a, if you're reading the Bible at the moment, this is, this is a heavenly, a heaven world, a world of eternity that's been, that's been compressed into the scriptures. And it actually has words, human words in there. This is God's attempt in trying to communicate with us, you know, like mm. sending Jesus Christ and elaborating on what it means, what, what the, these words mean, you know, Jesus is the word in flesh, mm. right? And, and, and so it's a real gift that we could read something that says, um, for God to love the world and go, whoa, wow, that's amazing. You know, <laughs> the language of heaven is being understood by a human being. You know, it's, mm. it's a real gift. And that's that's something that um, I guess a bit hard for us to understand, isn't it? That we we can't fully grasp the mind of God, mm-hmm. but uh, oh, He's yeah. done His best to communicate to us, and right. particularly in the life of of Jesus. So, Amen. so we'd love to hear from you this morning. Do text us in. Have you ever had to be in the role of mediator? Do text us in. Share us your experience with that. Zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. This is uh, Zach Williams and Dolly Parton with There Was Jesus. Every time I try to make it on my Every time I try to stand and start to fall And all those lonely roads that I traveled on There was Jesus When the life I built came crashing to the ground When the friends I had were nowhere to be found I could 
couldn't see it then, but I can see it now. Well, there was Jesus. In the waiting, in the searching, in the healing, in the hurting, like a blessing buried in the broken pieces. Heaven For this man who needs amazing kind of grace For forgiveness at a price I couldn't pay And I'm not perfect so I thank God every day well, There was Jesus There was Jesus In the way, in the searching, in the healing In the valleys There was Jesus In the shadows of the alleys There was Jesus In the fire and the floods There was Jesus Always is and always was No Listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we've got David Leo joining us in the studio, and we're talking about Christ as High Priest on Tazzy Encounters mm. this morning. And we did ask you a question: Have you ever had to be in the role of mediator? Um, perhaps it's a difficult question, but if you've got mm. a situation where you've had to do that and uh, you were successful in mediating or something, let us know. Text us in on zero four eight 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 zero. Eight nine one. We'd love to hear from you today, David. Uh, we, I'm assuming, we're going to get into some scripture passages Absolutely. shortly about uh, how we can understand this sixth role of Christ. Is it the sixth role or the fifth role? Fifth, fifth role. Fifth role. Because yeah. we're up to episode six and we didn't <clears> cover <throat> a specific role in the first one yet. So, yeah. So, um, if you haven't heard the other other. Um, uh, presentations they're, they're in the, the app the yes, Faith FM yeah. app so you can so go uh, back and have a listen to them but I'll give you a really brief rundown of where we've come from so far so 
from um, we talked about Jesus the Messiah a couple of episodes back. And do you remember as soon as Adam and Eve uh, ate from the fruit, and they understood that they had to now live in this world of of death? What was the? Do you remember the worship service that they had to? Yeah, so Cain and Abel had to bring a lamb um, as a as a sacrifice, as an offering. That's right. Put it on the altar. Yep. So there was a covenant that was broken. Mm. Um, there was a death that had to be experienced, which was the, the lamb as you refer to. It had to be put on the altar. And you'll find from the time of Adam right through to there's evidence in the book of Job. And you look at Abraham. But it was the father's responsibility to act as the mediator. He was the one to come before the altar, pray, and as the smoke went up into the sky, he was the one to, to teach the family uh, the reason why this is happening is because there is somebody that's been promised that the smoke that goes up, he's the one that does this on our behalf. He's the, he's the one that's going to do this. And so for years and years, for a long time, that, that system was practiced, that worship, I hate using the word system, but that worship was practiced because Every family that did this, they understood we are sinners and we need the sacrifice and this altar on our behalf to remind us that we have a Lord and Savior that is giving us life. And it happened all the way up to until they were taken into the, the land of Egypt. Well, they voluntarily went to the land of Egypt, you know, after um, the famine. Mm-hmm. They stayed there. But as they stayed on into Egypt, they became slaves. The Bible says that for 430 years they were slaves in the land of Egypt. They worked seven days a week. And you know, basically they lost that whole system that they had from previous times. There was no more um, altar, sacrifice, no father. When, and when Moses said, let my people go, he was saying, let us practice what we've practiced in the past. Well, it actually says, doesn't it, let, let them, because I think that was what he was saying, let us go out into the desert and worship. Yeah, yeah. And he was trying to, he was trying to reinstate Mm. what they had before. Mm. And then when they finally when they finally left as a collective people, they left Egypt altogether, God gave Moses a specific instruction. And we find that in Exodus 25 verse 8. And this uh, what 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 I'm doing here is I'm setting up what it means for Jesus to be the high priest. So mm. if you could read that please um Jason. Yeah, and this is from the English Standard Version. It says and let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell in their midst. Okay, so now, God is attempting, right? And, and the words here is the words here are fantastic. It says, "Make Moses tell the people, make me a sanctuary," because the whole motive behind this is to dwell. So I can, so they know yeah. that I'm amongst you. Yeah, you know, I want you to understand that I have not left you nor forsake you. You know, like you're you're now a people that have, have got out of Egypt. You're no longer living that life of slavery that some of them were comfortable with. You're, you're, you're in a different situation, and I want you to make me a sanctuary that you may know that I dwell with you. Because for a long time, when they had the altar, they had the sacrifice and the smoke going up, all these families knew God is with us. God is with us. And now, for 400 years, you've got a whole, a whole heap of people of, is God with us? Is God with me? And that's a isn't that a question we continue to ask ourselves now? Mm. <laughs> is, God, is God with me? You know, and so he says, "Make me a sanctuary." And this sanctuary becomes very detailed. There's a, it's a tent that they carry around, and God gives very specific instructions on how to make this sanctuary. And when the sanctuary is made, He chooses a particular tribe, and says that the whole purpose of this tribe, the tribe of the Levites, they're to carry out the services 
in the sanctuary. And from these people of the Levites come the priests, and also from the tribe of Levites come the uh, come the high priest. Don't forget the musicians. Of course, of course, of course. Jason, <laughs> Jason's going to tell us that. I yeah. always remember the musicians. Yeah, the musicians, <laughs> and that was you know that's amazing. I mean, uh, the temple musicians. That yeah, were all, all from Levi, and that was their whole job. That was it. Yeah, I mean. You'll probably love that. Wouldn't I would you, love that. I would, would love you, that. You'll probably love to be in that yeah. role. Your whole purpose is to lead the people in music yeah. to help them realize that God is in our midst. Yeah. God is amongst us. Yeah. Right? And so the whole purpose of the sanctuary was for the people to know Jesus is here. Our Messiah has not forgotten us. The same way that Adam and Eve remembered that they were saved by the skin of animal tunics we are still being saved by by uh, God in in the wilderness, and so the people go out. They make the sanctuary, and it's a it's, it's like a tent. And they carry it around with them, and they got to carry out specific uh, rituals in the sanctuary. And once a year, there's one the one particular um, event that happens. In fact, we'll, we'll go to it now. Leviticus sixteen. Leviticus sixteen. Yep. yep. Sixteen twenty nine to thirty four, and and if you want to know more, I'd suggest reading from Leviticus. Actually, read the whole book on Leviticus. But <laughs> but for this for this episode, Leviticus fifteen sixteen seventeen will give you an idea of what the high priest is supposed to do. But we'll just read from uh, twenty nine to thirty four, please, Jason. It says, and it shall be a statute to you forever that in the seventh month, on the tenth day of the month, you shall afflict to yourselves, and shall do no work either the native or the stranger who sojourns among you. For on this day shall atonement be made for you to cleanse you, and you shall be clean before the Lord from all your sins. It is a Sabbath of solemn rest to you, and you shall afflict yourselves. It is a statute forever. And the priest who is anointed and consecrated as priest in his father's place shall make atonement, wearing the holy linen garments. He shall make atonement for the holy sanctuary, and he shall make atonement for the tent of meeting and for the altar, and he shall make atonement for the priests and for all the people of the assembly. And this shall be a statute forever for you, that atonement may be made for the people of Israel once in the year because of all their sins. And Aaron did as the Lord commanded Moses. Okay, so here we just read about one day in the whole year, and uh, the Israelites called it Yom Kippur. Mm-hmm. That was that was the day, and we in English we've interpreted into the Day of Atonement. And um, you know, it's, it's interesting that word atonement. I've heard somebody break it down, and we break it down to three. It says at one moment, mm-hmm. the idea is to bring unity between God and the people. So every day of the year, on a typical day. <clears throat> You would bring your uh, sacrificial offering to the sanctuary. The priest that is in attendance will take that um, sacrifice and go through, put it up, put it on the altar, go through everything that Leviticus points out that God told Moses, uh, the specific things that they went through. But the whole idea was that God was saying that he, he wanted to be one with his people and every day that pe- people bring sacrifice and... Um, the, they will be at one with God. And so God was saying there is an, a way that you can come to me. 
You can come to me. Like I, I, I want everyone to come to me. And it's very different from the uh, temples of the pagan gods. The pagan gods needed a sacrifice to appease their god, make them happy. You know, mm. because you've made them angry because of whatever. So this is not for that reason. This is actually for forgiveness. That's right. He's mm. saying, I want you to be one with me. Yeah. Right. And, and this is the way to do it, through mm. the blood of the sacrifices. Right. And so this, I'm hoping that you're getting some illusions that through the blood of the sacrifice, oh, the sacrifice points to, well, Jesus Christ. You know, yeah. so it's only through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so they do this every day, but on that one day, on the Day of Atonement, the high priest, everybody, Everybody of Israel, they are all worshiping at the same time. Millions of them, right? I think I think some calculated to like three million, right? So you got a little tent in the middle of three million people. So, so there's somebody out there, some people out there that can't even see the tent. Mm. So by faith, they have faith in this high priest that's going to go into the sanctuary, present the sacrifice, and come back out of the sanctuary. Mm. Right. Now, it wasn't one lamb per person either, was it? Was it sort of one lamb per family, or how did they? Yeah, that's a good question. And (laughs) they've got in uh, in Leviticus, it actually specifies um, that like a man is supposed to bring uh, a a female goat or female lamb, right? Mm. And when it came to somebody like a Leviticus, like a priest, they had to bring the best of their bulls, Mm. right? Uh, So different animals for different people. Mm. The priests were held at a different standard, Mm. you know. And so um, we talked about Jesus as the Messiah. So when you look at the average person has to bring a lamb, and then John says, "Here's the lamb that takes away the sin of the world." Mm. You start to realize, well, Jesus came for the, you know, came for the normal person, not just you know, not just for the elite. But we'll, we'll, we'll dig into it more in the next section. And and ultimately, the the concept is that we've been talking about here. It was about, and I've just switched over to the New Living Translation that uses the word purification and purified. This process was about. Um, removing the sin from the people so that they could be one with God. That's right. Exactly right. Mm. Yeah. Because, of course, uh, God uh, can't really be in the presence of sin. Sin and death separate us from God. Do uh, text us in this morning a question. Have you ever had to be in the role of mediator? We would love to hear from you. Mm. Uh, Text us in on 0488-880-891. This is Ryan Proudfoot with I Need Jesus. In this world there is trouble, but you bring peace. I find it on my face, yeah, on my knees. In my darkest of hours, I will call your name When I'm weary and broken In my weakness I will pray I need Jesus I need real love I don't need another fancy thing What I need is you The tallest of mountains In the highest place On my greatest of days Yeah, oh, it's all grace When my joy is overwhelming Still I call your name Staying desperate for you, Lord 
Lord, I will sing it out again. I need Jesus. I need real love. I don't need another fancy thing. What I need is you. I need Jesus. Upon your name When all the world is right Still I will seek your faith And in the sun or star There's nothing I want more Than you Oh, than you This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you, uh, sorry, we're coming to you with David this morning, David Leo, and uh, we're talking about the seven roles of Christ, but today we're talking about Christ as High Priest. Now, David, before the break, we were looking at the Day of Atonement. Yeah which uh, was a very special day once a year, yep. a very particular worship uh, service process that was uh, conducted um, ultimately for the purification of the entire people. Yeah, so um, we're talking about how every day people would um, uh, bring a sacrifice to the temple, right? And so if you, if you try and visualize it, let's say the temple is a bank collecting sins of the people every single day, right? The sins are banking up inside the inside the sanctuary when it comes to this what's it the 10th day of the seventh month which is the day of atonement it didn't matter what day it fell on it didn't matter if it fell on the first day second day third day if it happened to fall on the sabbath the jews call this a high day in zion mm. <laughs> right but um so a high day is is when the weekly sabbath fell on one of these other yeah special when the days. day of atonement felt well, was yeah. lined up with the seventh day of the week mm. and um on this day everybody as the Bible says, were to afflict their souls. Mm. So not one person was um, discounted from this worship service that was happening. So you can imagine, imagine every Christian right now was told on this particular day, you're not going to work. Today's a holy day. You're going to afflict your soul. What does it so mean? What, yeah, what is it? I was going to ask that. What does it really mean? Because I think in uh, the New Living, it, it uses the word purified perhaps in that place but I'm not sure so you tell me what it means <laughs> okay so afflicting your soul in a very uh, little deny sense deny yourselves yeah you know, uh, in, in, in a, in a very literal sense is to search and exa- David says it in the Psalms examine your hearts yeah anything that you see that is wrong in there mm-hmm Put it over to God. Mm. And so on that particular day, they search their hearts, afflict their souls. And as the high priest 
enters into the into the sanctuary, they've put all their sin onto the priest, and the priest is now going in to present it. And it's a, one day of the week in the sanctuary. It's got two two apartments in it, or compartments. One is the holy place, and it's separated by a curtain. And you go into the what they call the most holy place. It's holier than holy. And the only time that is entered is on the Day of Atonement. Inside the most holy place is the um, Ark of the Covenant, and it's like a box, and a box covered by two angels, and inside the box is the Ten Commandments, the tablets that was given to Moses, and the rod of Aaron. And it says that in between those two angels, God said, that's the mercy seat of God, that's where I make my my judgments, that's where uh, you can come into my presence. And so, uh, the high priest goes in, into there, and um, when when the Sacrifice is accepted, and God says, "You know, I am one. We are all one now. You know, we're we're, we're together. I forgive, and uh, all those sins that have been banked up throughout the whole year, it's now zero, done, purified. You know, we're we're, we're everything's great now. And when the priest came out, you know, the people went from afflicting their souls to celebrating. <laughs> and the priest has come. The priest has returned." And we are one with God. God loves us. You know, He is in our midst. And, that was, and trumpets will blow and blah, blah, blah. And then they'll have another feast called the Feast of Tabernacles where they celebrate. Now, when, when they got to the point where Jesus came, this is where it's, this is where it becomes funny. When Jesus actually comes to earth and becomes the Messiah, the Jews, you know how I was telling you about the catfish? Mm. They were so caught up in the way of doing the sanctuary service, as it was explained to Moses, that when the actual person was here, they, was, they, were, they were saying, hey, you stop trying to destroy what was given to us. And, and Jesus saying, I, I'm, I'm him. Mm. I'm the one. Mm. They're like, no, no, no. This is more important than you. The profile <laughs> is more important than the person. Right? And so Jesus, in Matthew 24, stands in the sanctuary and makes the prophecy, this place is going to be destroyed. And I am the one. This this whole sanctuary service was pointing to me as as the high priest. And so when he dies on the cross, and it's uh, it's recorded in, in Jewish um, in Jewish writings that and even in Matthew it is says this, that is this by Josephus that you're talking about? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, or other, other Jewish writings. Yes, other other Jewish rabbis have written mm. this um, that at the death of Jesus Christ. The curtain that separates the holy place and the most holy place tore apart, mm. and the Bible says it didn't tear from um, it, bottom to top. Yeah, from top to bottom. It was a weird thing to happen, right? Mm. But it was the it was Jesus Christ's death that now allows us to enter the holy of holies, mm. right? And we can only enter through Jesus Christ as our high priest. And so, after the death of um, Jesus, when he when he uh, when he returned to heaven, we now know that he is acting in the role of high priest. Now, prophetically, this is massive, Jason. This is massive. I don't even know how to how to um, summarize this. When we follow the plan of salvation from Adam and Eve right up to this time, what we're actually doing is we're following how the sanctuary service actually works, right? From the outside of the courtyard. You know, of, of the sanctuary, we come to the. Um, we haven't gone through this, but when when you read the sanctuary service and its furniture, you get to under, understand what what's going on. The mm. first thing that you see when you enter the courtyard is an altar. Yep. With the sacrifice on it. That's the 
altar of burnt offering, is it? That's right. Mm. And so um, the first thing that you, when you enter the sanctuary service, is seeing Jesus Christ as a burnt offering, right? The next thing after that is uh, there's a laver of water, right? This the we wash, wash your hands, and, and, and when you think about the um, ancient Hebrews, you're starting to you're starting to follow them through. They went through the water. Paul makes a comparison and says, it's just like us. We see Jesus Christ, we make a commitment, we get baptized. Mm. Right? Now, they went through the water twice. They went through the, uh, yes. the Red Sea, and then they went, went the through Jordan. the Jordan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting <laughs> point you make there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not actually saying anything about that, but I'm just interested that is it referring to the Jordan River, because that was the one that was closest to when they entered the promised land. Yeah, I was thinking mm. on the lines of, you know, there's a baptism that we have by water, but there's a baptism of the Holy Spirit. That, yeah, that's okay. where my that's yeah. where my mind was going. Mm. And so those those two things are in the courtyard, the altar and the water of labor. And then you go inside the tent, right, where there is these candlesticks, there's the shrew bread or bread, and there's an altar of incense, mm. right? And these three things, they represent, um, it's like going into a different part of life. Uh, there's light, there's bread to eat, and the intents of prayer, the smoke that goes into the, yeah. you know, that goes up is like a reminder. So, so the other two, Jesus said, I am the bread of life. I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. Yep. And so what about the smoke? So in Revelation, it actually points out that the altar of incense is the prayers of the people mm. going, up to, going up to God. And so these are the three staple diets of somebody that makes a commitment to Jesus Christ. Mm. You, um, you listen to what Jesus got to say, right? The bread eating the bread or, or the word, um, sharing, you know, the light, the candlestick, mm. sh- sharing with others, and prayer. Mm. Prayer, the Bible, and sharing with others is basically the three staple things that it takes for a Christian to live a life of abundance, right? And then the most holy place um, experience, right? So we've, we, we've seen this in history. If we follow Jesus into the, the, the sanctuary as a sacrifice, as one that's risen again, Right, as one that is now uh, that that shared with his people for a long time, um, what it means to have a living relationship with Christ, and now anyone that knows that knows understands Adventist prophecy, we have an understanding that there was a time in history where Jesus went from the holy place ministry to the most holy place ministry, mm-hmm. and we understand the most holy ministry, um, the holy place ministry, to be. Jesus as high priest. So, if this is the time of the atonement, what 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 should God's people be doing? According to the tenth day of the seventh month, we should be uh, um, afflicting afflicting ourselves. We should be, uh, you know, yeah, yeah, afflicting us. Now, people examining think, our hearts, examining our hearts, mm. and and bringing and, and relying everything on the most. On the on the high priest, mm. everything should be relied on the high priest. What's the role of the high priest? The role of the high priest is he hears what his people needs, brings it to heaven, takes heaven's gifts, gives it to his people. But um, we'll get into more detail on that later. And this is why it's important you know, understanding the high priest. We talk about this massive word. This is a huge word called sanctification. Mm. But we're going to make this very simple, and uh, as we talk about it in the next section. Very good. Now our book offer today is uh, the same offer that we've been uh, doing the last few weeks. It's called There's More to Jesus, and uh, it's a book that explores major facets of who Christ is and what he means to us. Um, We can use the lens of Christ to rediscover scripture. Uh, It 
explains uh, how Adventist beliefs of biblical scriptures show us the fullness of Jesus and how Jesus fills theological doctrines with a beauty they were meant to show. That's our book offer today. Uh, Stay tuned for The Code right after the break. But right now, this is Always Good by Andrew Peterson. And she fell at your feet If it's true that you know what I'm feeling Could it be that you're weeping with me? Arise, oh Lord, and save me There's nowhere else to go In my heart like it should And you're always good Always good Well it's so hard to know what you're doing So why won't you tell it all plain But you said you'd come back on the third day Again and again So maybe the answer surrounds us But we don't have eyes to see That you're always good Always good This heartache is moving me closer than joy Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're finishing up our program with David Leo. We've been talking about Christ as High Priest. Now we've got uh, three copies of our book to give away today. It's There's More to Jesus, that's the title, 
And uh, we told you a bit about that before, so do text in Christ and the number one, C-H-R-I-S-T, number one, to 0488-880-891. And I believe this book, uh, David, you've got this book, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, and, and I, been, I highly recommend it. Yeah. With what we've been talking about, it goes right in line, and, and in some more detail. Yeah. yeah, awesome. So it uh, really helps to understand these topics we've been talking about. So we do encourage you to do that. Christ and the number one no spaces. Text it into zero four eight 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 zero eight nine one. David, uh, you've got a couple of things to finish off today in the New Testament. Oh, yeah. uh, we've been talking a lot about the Old Testament, yep. which, of course, was just simply the model that was pointing towards exactly what was coming. Yeah, that's right. It was. It was. Um, yeah, I like how you say the word model. You know, we we buy. I think one of the best gifts that I've ever bought for my. My niece was a uh, um, you know those little toys that have the different colours and shapes, and you've got to pick a, the right block if it's a square shape. Yes, yeah, yeah. I bought that for her, and I loved watching her develop her skills as she learned. Oh, this is the right shape. This is the right colour. You know, mm-hmm. this is a and it was a model. It was a model to teach her. You know, um, more complex things as she grew up. Mm-hmm. And the sanctuary was definitely a model for us to understand the plan of salvation. And, and, and in fact, it says in Hebrews that it was actually modelled on the heavenly sanctuary. That's correct. So yeah. it was a copy of, a of, copy of something that was even greater in, that's the, right. in the heavenly sanctuary. Yeah. Yep. So Jason's talking about Hebrews 8. So we're going to go to Hebrews and Hebrews 4, verse 15 and 16. What does it mean for Jesus to be our high priest? If you could read that, please, Jason. It says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathise with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Wow. This is a huge promise. This, there's many more, but this is a huge promise. We have a high priest that is that understands and sympathizes with what we're going through. There's nothing that we go through that Jesus does not understand. Jesus understands what it means to be frustrated, what it means to be stressed, what it means to be uh, neglected, you know, what um, understands what it means to be tempted. All, all these things, Jesus understands that. So when we have a high priest, if you're back in the ancient days of Israel, you may not even know the high priest on a personal level. You mm-hmm. just knew they were the high priest. But this one, Jesus says, no, you know who I am, and I know who you are. And then it says, so when I go into the chambers, when I go into the place of the heavenly, you know, heavenly beings, when I go into holiness, come with me and come with me boldly because you're, you're coming with me. You know, it's not what you know, it's who you know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right? uh, that's, that's meant to be a bad thing, but not in this context. Not in this context, right. It's, it's um, you know, with, with Jesus, he's saying you can come into this. So when it comes to prayer, when we pray in faith, right, let's say, for example, in the Christian community, right, um, we struggle with different things. Um, let's say that, I, that I'm just short of timber. I'm a, I'm a violent person. I get angry easily. Um, you're a person that's trying to get off alcohol, right? And I come to you and I say, What's wrong with you? You know, I, I, I can get off alcohol. I, mm. I, I quit alcohol so easy. Mm. And you'll say to me, well, what's wrong with you? You know, like, you're such an angry person. You need to calm down. You know, <laughs> so we've got these different problems. But when we come to the prayer of faith, you pray for strength over alcohol. Mm. I pray for strength over, uh, what do you call it? Over my anger. anger. Yeah. You know, my, my thing. And so, 
as a community, we're still growing together with different problems, mm. right? And so as a community, not only do we pray to Jesus, we pray for each other. Mm. Please help my brother Jason with his alcohol problem. Jason prays for me. Please help David with his problem of of having a, a bad temper. And so what happens here as we continue to grow with Jesus, as we present to Jesus our most uh, our high priest, Lord, please present before heaven. These are the things that I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I'm feeling lonely. I'm feeling this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, Jesus as a mediator presents that and says, okay, as a heavenly, my heavenly authority, I have the gifts to give you to overcome those things. And so as we need it, Jesus gives it to us mm. because you and I know as human beings, if you could get rid of all your sins today, well, you're going to hold it over everyone else, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> that's our nature, but then, then of course, we're then sinning again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we fall back. And so Jesus keeps us humble. Mm. Uh, I'll give it to you as you need it. Mm. And the, the, the fact is, for the rest of our lives, we're going to need Jesus mm. as our high priest. Mm. And so you have this, we have a and, high... And this is, this is what it says here, that we may receive mercy and find grace. Yeah. yeah. For, and, you know, and, and, and the thing is, and I know this for a fact because this, I've, I've grown in this community. When I overcome my uh, the example that we used of anger, I find myself when I'm driving on the road, somebody flips me the bird, and I don't react, and then I'm shocked. Whoa, I didn't react to that. Mm. I have my little celebration, right? And then you say, you know what? I didn't have a I haven't had a drink all week. Mm. You know, and then we tell each other. Well, then we end up celebrating. And we end up praying about that. And the more we, the more we see God working in our lives, the more we become stronger. Mm. And it, it, it's actually something interesting that I've noticed. You know, if I feel like um, my emotions I'm struggling with, you know, whether it be anger or jealousy or frustration or whatever it is, to me, I use that as a guide to say, Hey, something's not quite right in my relationship with God. Yeah. I actually need to dig into, you know, why am I feeling, you know, this way and yeah. and how do I reconnect with God so I can let go of those uh, emotions and Yeah. Well. Yeah, get, get things in equilibrium again. Mm. Get calming down. Mm. And 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 uh and the, and the thing is, um when we're walking with Christ, you know, anger gets put to the side and as you mentioned, something else is discovered. And mm. suddenly I realize, you know, oh Oh, Jason's doing really good not having his alcohol. Why can't I be as good as him? And it, oh, oh, I got a problem with jealousy. You know, it's like, oh, who would have thought? And then that, you know, that's another thing we present to present to heaven. It's something we present to our high priest. And so the the role of the high priest is really important because we don't forget that the high priest is also the Messiah. Mm. The one that died on the cross. Mm. The high priest is also the creator. He was the lamb and the creator. Yeah, yeah. he's he's the one that fights on our behalf. Mm. Now we're going to talk about uh, the judge next week, and we're going to come back to that um, that one day in the week, the day of atonement, right? What what that means. And so we talk about um, Jesus as a high priest, but he's all these things. He has all this power, and he understands us on all these levels. Mm. And and it's an amazing thing as we discussed in the beginning. Jesus has made such a huge attempt for us to understand heaven through his word, through the Bible that's been gifted to us. That's the, that's the best thing that we have right now to understand who Jesus is, what the gift of salvation is, and to understand what's happening in real time. That we, we, that we know what to pray and who to pray to and what's happening right now around, you know, not, not just in our lives, but around the world as well. You know, and so we, we know how to 
focus our prayers as we afflict our souls, you know, or purify. That's, a, that's a, I think the best way to look at it is like David said, examine yourselves, and then we know how to target our prayers. We know how to get to know Jesus. Uh, we know how important Jesus is in our lives. And as a community, as I said before, as we go together as a community, um, we support each other as well. Mm. And we, when we understand what's the word, grace and mercy mm. at, at the at the throne of God, when um, when somebody is discovering Jesus for the first time, <clears throat> and they're going through their journey, well, then you start taking on the ministry of a high priest as well, right? You understand where they're coming from. You understand how to exercise grace and mercy yeah, and not be so impatient. You've been through it before as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And you'd hope. You'd hope to understand that. Mm. Uh, but the last verse I want to go to was 2 Corinthians 5.21. It says, uh, For our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. There it is. There it is, the flipping of what it means to have Jesus as a high priest. We get the righteousness of heaven or the righteousness of Christ, and Jesus receives the sin mm. of humans. Mm. right? And so the ultimate, ultimate mediator... Jesus Christ, someone that you can rely on, I encourage and, and, uh, everyone, get to know Jesus as, the, as, a, as a high priest and get to understand that you can live a life where you can um, experience what it means to have wins and have a community where you celebrate the wins together. And even the failures, celebrate, mm. you, know, like, you can acknowledge the failures together and continue to grow together because of our high priest. Mm, absolutely. Mm. It's a fascinating thing of the the whole sanctuary, and there's mm. so much to uh, study and learn about um, about Christ and his uh, different roles. Yeah, um, so much we can learn from actually having a look at the sanctuary itself. It's fascinating so, stuff. Mm. It's beautiful. So next week, uh, Jesus as judge on this program next Wednesday. So do join us again next week with David Leo. Tomorrow we've got Eden restored. That's um, at, uh, the last, I think, in a, in a series, and then David's going to do one more uh, wrap-up program in the program, Are You Listening? I think that's all for today. Christ1, C-H-R-I-S-T, number one, no spaces, uh, is our code for today, 0488-880-891. We're going to go out with our last song, Sweet Jesus, by Selah and Jill Phillips. May you encounter Jesus more today. Thanks for joining us, David. Thank you. Sweet Jesus, my Saviour, you are my faithful friend. You made me, and you know me, and you sing my every sin. My soul is amazed by this gift of your grace And these arms that take me in Sweet Jesus, my Savior You are my faithful friend Sweet Jesus, my shelter, you are my faithful friend, the refuge that I run to when my world comes closing in. Why should I be afraid when I know I
take me in, sweet Jesus, my shelter, you are my faithful Sweet Jesus, my 